Well, hello and good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in our world. It's another episode of Healing in Ways You Never Thought Possible with your host, myself, Dr. Dolores Fazzino, nurse practitioner, medical intuitive, and energy whisperer. So we are continuing on with our Miraculous Healing series. And like we have brought from weeks past, we have special guests that come on. And today I have a very special guest. Her name is Emma Skilton. And she is from across the pond in the UK. And, you know, what is interesting is that sometimes people think that healing has to look a certain way, you know, like you go to the doctor and, you know, get a prescription and get a, um, and get a procedure and, you know, that's it. But you know what, healing is more than that. And what I'm going to share with you is about our special guest. And, um, Emma was, uh, she has a very diverse background in the arts, nutritional therapy. She's a dancer. She likes Samba and she's into holistic therapy and she provides unique and tailored programs for her clients that want to experience greater health and vitality. Her journey started in her twenties after reading, feel the fear and do it anyway, and you can heal your life, which opened her to self-development and potential to support other people through coaching. She's integrated her passion for dance and exercise to boost confidence and mental well-being in her workshops. Her interest in gut health led her to a 21-day gut reset program for overall well-being and a support group she's, call, she's called She's Got Guts. I love the name. She's qualified as one of many certified women's coaches, offering exceptional coaching and effective tools. Like I said, she lives in Cornwall, the UK, with her husband and dog, and they love to experience the coastline regularly. So, you know, she's going to talk about her gut health, um, and her healing journey started basically with a couple of hardships in her life. One of them, she broke her back when she was 21, and I can't wait to hear more about this story because this is a very interesting one. She lost her confidence and physical abilities, but after months of recovery and doing Aikido, she started getting her physical strength back. She later uh, developed chronic fatigue and needed to take a full year off to recover. That's a long time, but good for you for doing what you've done because look at where you are now. Um, she started using nutrition and acupuncture to gain her strength back and later started dancing. So I'm just going to allow Emma to share the rest of her story and to inspire, empower, and also to transform the audience. So it's welcome, Emma. I'm so excited to have you here. So Wow, what a journey. Oh my God, breaking your back. Tell us more about that and what that was all about. Oh goodness. Well, that was a very unexpected. I was in the south of France working when I was in as a student. So I was having the summer earning money looking after someone else's children and <laughs> uh, got taken horse riding and managed to fall off the horse and uh, uh, thought I just winded myself to be honest and then realized after 
loads of x-rays that I'd actually got a compression fracture in my spine. So oh dear. I repatriated and flown back home to the UK, much to my parents' horror. Um, and they moved while I was in hospital in France, so I didn't actually know where they'd moved to. So this is a, a, a story that's carried on through the family for years because I regularly tell people that my parents actually moved while I was in France and didn't tell me where they moved to. <laughs> well, that was interesting. <laughs> but they were happy to have me. That was fine. But, um, yes, yeah, so that, that was a bit of a shocker. And um, But I'm a very determined person, so... I, I didn't want to miss out on the degree. I was doing an arts degree at the time. So mm. fortunately it happened in the summer. So I was well enough to go back to university by the September. So six to 10 weeks later, maybe I started the term a bit late, but um, yeah, it was a challenging time. And it was all around a period where I was sort of looking into self-development, partly to sort of build my confidence through university. I've, I found myself having a lot of insecurities doing an arts degree and always thinking that I was the worst in the class. <laughs> uh, well, like many of us, we have a tendency to beat ourselves up, but continue. <laughs> yes, yes. So there, there was a sort of little um, moment, I think, where in my early 20s, I became quite accident prone and I, I decided I needed to start looking after myself better. Um. So there was the first sort of moment of this kind of light bulb moment of actually, I need to look after myself better. How am I going to do that? Firstly, maybe not horse ride for a while, but actually looking at the way I was living my life. So mm. the way I was eating, um, the way I was not particularly respecting my own body in the way that I do now and perhaps that's quite common in our early 20s where we think we're invincible but there were a few moments that I had that kind of wake up and the second time that happened was then after I finished university I decided I wanted to go traveling which was amazing and I did mm. go traveling but while I was away I became really unwell and um ended up with chronic fatigue and had to come home from Australia early. So again, I had to really dig deep and look at how I was going to really get my life back on track. And I didn't want to go down the traditional medical route. And you mentioned that in your introduction, I, I decided to use diet and an amazing person I met who did acupuncture, who was phenomenal, actually, and probably without that support as well, I may not have recovered as quickly as I did. Yeah, I agree with you on that. The acupuncture, I myself have used it for my own health challenges. And that was actually the coup de grace that like pretty much shifted everything for me. And, you know, it's so interesting because, you know, being trained in Western medicine, um, you know, a lot of times, especially early on, like going back 40 years ago, this was kind of frowned upon, but, you know, look at it in the big sense. It's been around for 5,000 years. Obviously it must have some benefit. It's working. So, you know, uh, good for you for, you know, putting your tentacles out and exploring that and, and having a great experience with that. So tell me more. What's so you know, it, it, the acupuncture. And uh, so you recovered from that. And yeah, and at the time, I was on actually quite a restrictive diet. So hmm. um, fortunately for me, the person I was having the acupuncture with was quite um, used to working with because it, it sort of tra transpired that the chronic fatigue was probably coming from gut problems. 
mm. um, which are probably quite common when you're traveling through Asia and not living in the most you know hygienic circumstances <laughs> <laughs> and um, but I was in a lot of pain and so I wasn't really eating because whenever I ate I was in a lot of pain so I was in this vicious circle and the the um, consultant that I'd seen through the GP was saying oh you need more fiber it's irritable bowel and I was feeling like this doesn't seem right because the way I eat I was vegetarian at the time mm -hmm. I ate a lot of vegetables and fruits and fresh foods I didn't eat really much processed food so it just wasn't making sense to me what I was being told and then it was actually the acupuncturist that said you really need to imagine that your insides are kind of um imagine they've got scabs because they're so sore, they're trying to recover. And when you, if you cut yourself on the surface, you see it where the, a scab starts to form and then the body's healing underneath. Mm -hmm. So the way I was visualizing it was that's what was happening inside my body. And every time I was having too much fiber, it was kind of irritating and, and, and taking those scabs off and then leaving the raw sore parts of my body again. So I went on a no raw food diet, no wheat, no dairy, no sugar, obviously no alcohol um so basically only cooked fruit and vegetables i could eat meat but i didn't really eat meat at the time mm -hmm. um, and over time it really made the difference and i was already aware of the importance of the gut microbiome so i was eating live yogurt using probiotics to really attempt to get my gut flora back into a balance when I look back now, which this is over 30 years ago, mm. it's all very intuitive. So it was something that I just brought into my daily routines. And it's only really in the last five years where we've had so much more awareness and there's so much more online available because of the research that's out there. The internet just makes everything so much more accessible. So in a way, I wish I knew what I know now all those years ago because at the time it seemed a bit way out doing that well you know sometimes you're more of a pioneering spirit and you're more of a explorer and you know you were intuitive enough to know that something else was happening so you know kudos to you for listening to yourself because you were getting your inner wisdom that was leading you and leaning you in the direction that you needed to go. And to listen to that is just huge. It's like, it's tapping into your secret sauce basically, because it'll give you everything that you need. Um, and you know, what's so uniquely different for each one of us individually, what is what you're sharing, Emma, is unique to you. And what I would be sharing would be unique to me. Everybody's so unique. They're gonna have their own story and their own way to get to that. The unfortunate thing is that in Western medicine, they have a tendency to label things and try to fit everybody, you know, into this box that, you know, they have no business fitting into this box because that's not how they manifested their condition. Because I think there's so much behind the scenes that we don't, we aren't aware of, like the emotions, our connectedness with ourselves, you know, um, what we say to ourselves, our self-talk and our beliefs and how we cope with stress 
in addition to nutrition and our environmental things, they all come into play with that. So it's like really, really important just to, to, you know, as an individual, just tap into that. And I'm so happy to see that you did that. That's just awesome. Yeah. And it's really interesting that you mentioned the emotional state because it, it did tie in at the time of really realizing that there were emotional connections that I'd not resolved mm. and needed to actually dig quite deep and work on those in order to, I think, help me heal. I think it's amazing how much, um, if we don't express emotion at the time when we feel it, how it will internalize and can affect us physically. And that's something that I've continued to explore over the years and brought in with my coaching is yeah. like you say, everyone's different. So what might work for me wouldn't necessarily work for the, someone else in the same way, but it's that getting below the surface and really understanding the emotional connection to the physical and treat the physical as well. So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, like in Western medicine, we have this tendency to, and I said it earlier when I introduced you, prescribe, do a procedure and, you know, next and that's it. And um, it's about really going deeper and looking underneath the hood of the car, if you want to call it that. Because, <laughs> you know, and this is an interesting thing, too, that probably people don't realize. If you have a vehicle, your car is very um, synonymous to your physical body. OK, if you ever start having problems like with your electrical system, look at your nervous system and you physically. Or if you're having problems with the fluids in your car, like the battery or the gas, see where you're getting, you know, your nourishment and where you're, you're, you're leaking. Because sometimes people could be siphoning your gas out of your tank without knowing it. <laughs> and that's like siphoning your energy, basically. So there's a whole different topic, and that's for another conversation. But it's so interesting that you know, people are starting to realize that there's more going on than what we could physically see. And, you know, yes. it's it's all energy. So I'm really pleased that you bring that aspect into your coaching because I think it's so essential. Yeah, and I, and I think what I've noticed more recently is that the current climate where we're in a world of fast food, quick food, yeah. easy food, yeah. I've really started to focus now as well as the gut is how to really educate people the difference between a pure food and a highly processed food mm -hmm. because a lot of processed foods have ingredients in that are really not good for our gut flora and they can even be marketed as healthy food true <laughs> very true field um so I, i'm on a bit of a mission to be honest of of really helping my clients who want to work on their gut health because we know there's the connection with the, our mental well-being as well as our physical well-being is really understanding their food choices and their emotional connection to those choices absolutely um, absolutely and i think you know we're probably in in the state of health i know here in the united states we have a pandemic of obesity um and you know, it's, I really feel that there's a lot of emotional eating that goes on. 
And it's, you know, when you look at those components of what's driving you to eat and overeat, in addition to maybe not making the best choices, I think that's something that people need to be more aware of in order to, you know, have a deep down in, you know, grassroots conversation with themselves and like, how, how do I want to treat myself? How do I want to get better? And sometimes you have to be yeah. more self-aware than you've ever been, you know. I'm an emotional eater. <laughs> right here too. It, it was quite a uh, quite thing to have that real uh, acknowledgement and ac really accept, okay, I realise this is what I, is my weakness. Yeah. And I, I've had to work hard and I'm very aware when I'm doing it. And I've, if I am doing it, then I try and make it so that I'm not sort of comfort eating on the really rubbish stuff. <laughs> so no, you know what? That's the stuff that tastes so good. You know? <laughs> That's the problem. Maybe it's made like that on purpose to make oh you eat more of it. Do you have, um, do you have, I don't know if they're called the same thing in the US. Do you have Pringles? We, we've had them like before. I know I've, I've had them before. Pringles. Yeah. They're like yeah, corn chips or something or. They're like a, a special potato formed, I suppose you call them potato chips, don't you? Yeah. We call them crisps. But there's a slogan that, you know, you have one and you can't stop. Yeah, you just can't eat one. Yeah. <laughs> and they're designed specifically for that. Well, you, know, it's like... you know, Emma, talk about marketing and, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, it's just really interesting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it's um, it's been a really interesting sort of new arena that I'm, I'm finding myself moving towards mm -hmm. uh, because through my experience with people that I'm supporting in a group that I run, it's really apparent that often people think they're making healthy choices and then when we unpick the ingredients, we realise that there's ingredients in there that really aren't that healthy. So it's, I feel like I'm on a mission to educate people so they're making informed choice. And it's not to say never have the junk because let's face it, some of it is yummy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but have it knowing what you're eating well, and have it you know, and enjoy it. Guilt. Guilt-free, yeah. You know, this is an interesting thing. I'm just going to share this briefly. You know, I've noticed that, you know, I've been really mindful about watching you know, what I'm eating and consuming. And I actually do a lot of my own meal prep at home. I rarely go out now because I just don't know what's in the food. And at least if I'm cooking it and I buy it, I know what I'm getting. Um, yes. But I also noticed too, you know, my, my weakness is drinking Diet Coke, but Diet Coke has like the artificial sweetener. And I've noticed that that was the only thing I changed. And then I started gaining weight. So it's interesting that those artificial sweeteners have, for me, that's how it works. It just, it, it creates a weight gain. So, um, 
you know, when you start really paying attention to the details of, of what you're consuming and how you're doing this, you could find the little tweaks. Oh, this isn't working. So it's just like, I got to shelf this because this is not, even though it just like tastes so good sometimes when it's really cold. <laughs> and it's just like, and it's really hot out. It's like, you just crave it. But it's just like, yeah, it's so that's my my secret addiction. So Emma, thank you so much for for sharing your knowledge and being on the show. And, you know, tell us more about your how people could get in contact with you. And you mentioned about your group. She's got guts. Tell us more about that. So uh, She's Got Guts is a group on Facebook that I started in 2020. So actually during lockdown, <laughs> because I supporting people remotely with the gut reset program and sending out the kits and supporting people. And then I felt that I wanted to have a group where people could come in and be accountable, but also they didn't have to be doing the program to join the group. They just would want to gain some knowledge, have some support and actually in a way get to know me a bit better because you want to have some kind of connection if you're going to have a coach. Absolutely. And so I felt like it was a really nice way of, giving something back to the community, but also giving people the chance to get to know me. So in the future, if they ever felt that they wanted coaching from me on a one-to-one -one or part of a group, then they had that confidence that they, they kind of know a little bit about what they're getting. So in the group, we run sugar-free challenges. Uh, I regularly talk about different uh, foods that for the latest one we were talking about was oat milks. Oh, so yeah. a lot of people, come off dairy and start using a, an alternative plant-based milk, thinking they're being healthier. And this particular oat milk has all the oils and various other ingredients that you really, it's not gonna do your gut any good. So what I'm trying to do is keep bringing back in that enjoy your food, but be mindful about what you're putting together. It doesn't need to be complicated. Um, and there's recipes in there and there's lots of discussion and I also bring in the, the kind of mindset element as well, because sometimes, especially with the sugar free, if someone's really got that feeling that they can't live without sugar, they're going to have to really work on their mental side as well sure. to keep them on track. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a free group and anyone can join. There is a, a questions that I ask people to be allowed to let in just to keep out any rogue, <laughs> rogue members. <laughs> oh, the rogue ones. Yes, there. Yes, there is. Yeah. <laughs> and then on my website, I've got some free downloads. So there's um, a lifestyle analysis that people can do, which looks at how effective your systems in your body are functioning. And that is linked to the Gut Reset program. It gives a kind of mm -hmm. overview in the moment of how well the body's operating and also a selection of sugar-free and gut-friendly recipe ideas specifically for breakfast and snacks and lunches, mainly salads that could be eaten on their own or used as an accompaniment to yeah. Say if someone was having a barbecue and they want some nice gut-friendly salads, they could have that on the side. Cool. Well, thank you so much um, for the information and also for being here and sharing your story. And Emma, as we're closing, what is one thing you'd like, important thing you'd like to share with the audience? Oh, I would say just try and eat as fresh as you can. So I always feel like it's sort of as it came off the tree or out of the sea or from the land 
And if you look on the ingredients in the packet and it's not something you would normally find in your kitchen, then it's probably not meant to be in there. <laughs> True that. Well, you know, wise words from a very wise woman. So Emma, thank you so much for being part of our show today. And I want to thank the audience for um, coming in and listening. And um, if you are the type of person that has a tendency to be in your head and not grounded in your physical body or in the present moment, I have something for you. It's a free meditation that I put together that allows you to be in the present moment. And you could get that at my website, drdoloresfazino.com forward slash free dash video. And lastly, I have some news to share with everybody. Um, today is actually my final episode with healing in ways you never thought possible. But wait, there's more. <laughs> I will be the new host of the Dr. Dolores Show on the Inspired Choices Network. Starting today at 12 noon is our first episode, and there is the link there below. So I invite you to, if you like what you hear on this show, to carry on and go there because it'll be expanded and it's going to be even more juicy and yummy about healing in ways you never thought possible. But we're going to talk about spirituality and also energy and everything that is unconventionally um, therapeutic in tandem with Western medicine. So anyway, thank you so much for being here. And thank you for um, the 36 episodes that we had here with our Miraculous Healing Series. And thank you, Emma, for being here as well. So we're signing off and talk to you soon. Bye now. <laughs>